Tasted. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the Ambuja food aid. When you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit on down with the Ambuja food aid. cities <laughs> did you miss me <laughs> i'm still here the umbuji foodie is still here the umbuji foodie show is still here w-e-q-y is still here just so y'all know if y'all not you know, you're wondering where, where where folks have been and everything we've been you know practicing social distancing and making sure that we're keeping ourselves safe and healthy uh, for ourselves as well as for the community because even though we're, we're a neighborhood community or a community community uh, community radio station um, we still invite people in uh, as you've seen in the past uh, to come on the show and have a conversation in this case about food or about other things Um but we, you know, during this time period, it was really important for us to still focus on taking care of the health and safety of everyone. So some shows may have been recorded and not live and so forth. But I say all of that. This is a live show this morning. So good morning. I am so glad to be back. Um, I've actually been away aside from not coming into the radio station and then traveling and, you know, home because I needed to visit family. Um, it was really important for me to uh, be back on air talking about food, even to a little extent. Uh, man, just it's been good. It's been really, really good uh, to just be back in the ra- at the radio station. So first and foremost, let me once again, thank you so much for tuning in. For being supportive and uh, hey, realizing that the Umbuji Foodie Show is still here, uh, please feel free to give me a call here at the radio station if you have a comment, a question, uh, want to give a shout out to somebody. You know, you could do that. Six five one two hundred thirty four seventy nine again. Six five one thirty. Ooh, six five one two hundred thirty four seventy nine. I was going to give my cell phone number. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> Um, but if you, again, you have the opportunity, you know, to give, call me here at the radio station. If you want to voice your opinion, if you have something that you want to share and to say specifically about this time that we're going in, this is such a weird, uh, non, or, or I will say not weird new normal for businesses and specifically for food, for restaurants, 
even when you go to places like the grocery store or the farmers markets i just it's it's very it's a new normal it is a new normal and i don't know how many of you all are being able to say that you've gone through a pandemic in your life um yeah this is definitely one that uh, will be for the history books um but i want to encourage you and invite you please uh to visit my visit me on facebook which is uh, the unbuji foodie uh instagram which is the underscore unbuji foodie twitter is at unbuji foodie and then i invite you to uh, also visit my website too which is uh, com. um Find past episodes. Uh, I'm going to admit something, though. You know, as I say all of that and the social media, I'm a little behind. <laughs> one man show is, yeah, it's a one man show. But um, I I assure you, um, more shows that we've recorded, you know, that were live and then we recorded are going to be available for you to listen to. I am working on getting that back up to uh, current. So please be patient with me. I beg you. But now, more importantly, let's talk about some food stuff, y'all. Um, yeah. It's hard to go off and talk about... I don't know. I won't say hard to talk about it. It's just, where do you begin when it comes down to restaurants and the whole COVID-19 situation? I really want to hear your your viewpoint, Uh this is like an open conversation for anyone, really, to give me a call and, you know, share your thoughts about what, how you're taking in this whole scenario of COVID-19 and restaurants. And are you going out? Are you cooking more at home? Um, admittedly, I am actually seeing across, you know, I, I follow um, different pages, um, you know, like East Side, um, uh, culinaries, uh, food, other food um, place or, or groups. I'll say I'll leave it at groups. I'm not trying to list off a whole lot of them and everything, but still, I'm watching these pages and I'm really seeing people like cooking up some wonderful dishes and really enjoying themselves. Actually, I mean, aside from you know, sharing, willing to share their food with folks or what they've created with folks. I mean, come on. It's if you don't have the opportunity to go out uh, or you don't feel safe about going out, you can certainly cook at home and be creative. I mean, we have cookbooks that we could, you know, draw on or just even recipe uh, websites that you could actually go to allrecipes.com or foodnetwork.com. Um, don't forget Pinterest and even sometimes Facebook itself. You know, there are a number of different food groups that are out there that are willing to not only, sh- I guess, show you what they're creating, but here's a recipe in the comments or whatnot. So you could try it for yourself. I, I'm I'm enjoying that. And the reason why I'm saying that too is because this is a hard time financially for folks too. I mean, there are folks that are out, out of a job and they're relying on 
unemployment and the COVID stimuluses or the stimulus packages and the care packages and hero package or hero acts and so forth. What exactly are you doing to offset going out and spending money? Because right now at this time, I think it's, you have to really be frugal and not, and that's not saying cheap. And I think maybe frugal might not be the right word to use. Maybe or the phrase smart with your money and realizing that, yes, I know that you want to, you know, support those restaurants and, you know, they're, they're out there, they're essential workers, just like those that are at grocery stores and other places and they need to make their money as well. But what about your health and your financial well-being? Um, you know, people are, you know, right now they're wondering about paying rent or some are just wondering about when's where is my next meal going coming from or going to come from, um, you know, because they are relying on these different packages or unemployment to try to help keep them afloat or keep them uh, their families fed. So I don't know. Uh, I Maybe I have too much of a. I don't know. It's a it's a different type of viewpoint, I suppose. But I, like I said, I would really, really like to hear your viewpoint. So feel free to give me a call here at the radio station. I, I'd really like to have that conversation with anyone that's willing to share their viewpoint on that. Again, that number is 651-200-3479. Uh, 651-200-3479. And, it, you know, the phone lines are open. So, again, you can do that throughout the show. There's not a specific time period or segment that I'm trying to, you know, regulate us to. But, yeah, I just thought I'd, I'd mention that because, I don't know, it's just feeling kind of bad because of that um i know for myself i i try to cook at home more but that's because i'm thinking of my financial stability um and yeah i I mean i'm you know a person that i have to i have everybody has to work um but you know you have to start thinking fiscally responsible. <laughs> yeah, I, I, fiscally responsible. Uh, and on so many levels. I mean, there's rent, there's your bills that you got to pay. If you drive, there's probably car note, there's gas, there's insurance, all of these different things. So when I would love to really support um, a, a number of businesses, restaurants that are either opening back up or even ones that are just like, hey, this place is now open or we're remodeled or we've remodeled and you know want you to come and visit. I I could talk about you. <laughs> I could share and try to be supportive in that mate right now. Cause yeah, some of us are on a budget. Plus when you're trying to do other things, you know, to make sure that you stay fiscally responsible. Um, there's probably only a certain time out of the month that you could regulate spending, you know, a little bit of money or splurging and not like a lot, but Hey, I, I'm going to go out for coffee and, 
have a meal with friends, maybe go out for breakfast or something, uh, or maybe later on in the month or at another time, we're going to have dinner, but we're going to go out. So, I mean, it's not like going out every single day, every single week. It's, you know, sometimes you just have to kind of like take a step back and realize that you gotta, you gotta look out for yourself too financially. (laughs) Sometimes you learn that in the hard way. Um, Yeah. It's not a pity party or anything like that. I'm just saying that these are things that people have to think about. So I know that folks are wondering about what's the next place that's going to open, where, what is it going to look like? Uh, It's nice to talk about that and and share, but yeah, you got to make that determination for yourself. But I'm going to switch gears and kind of lighten it a little bit more and talk about food stuff and things that you could uh, maybe go out and enjoy for the day. Uh, And a good one, uh, a great one actually, is which this is, you know, it's already going on right now. It's the grand opening of Abby's Papusaria. (laughs) I love that. Papusaria. Papusaria. That depends upon where you put the accent. And I'm probably butchering that right now but it's abby's cafe um they are actually having uh a grand opening it's today at eight excuse me at 10 10 a.m so like i said it's ongoing right now they are located at um 1532 east lake street uh central american food uh as well as mexican food and just authentic. Uh, again, they are located at 1532 East Lake Street. There's something that the draw of Lake Street, I'm telling you, if I weren't living over in St. Paul, I would be living nearby Lake Street. I'm not even going to lie to you. There's, I just love Lake Street so much. I mean, you drive over there and you just see food trucks and so many different Oh gosh, just enjoyable places to eat. But yeah, why not uh, take a, a drive if you're maybe over in Minneapolis? You could definitely uh, enjoy some truly Central American, Mexican, authentic uh, food and cuisine. Uh, they are having their grand opening that is today. Um, it just says it's at today at 10. And honestly, outside, if you go right now, it's perfect. Uh, It's going to be good. I mean, they literally, the weather is perfect. Uh, So it says that it's going to be there from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. There's going to be music. uh, There's going to be a DJ. um, So, raspados. I love saying that. Raspados. Uh pupusas, and a whole lot more other type of foods. But yeah, Abby's um, pupuseria, that's probably the right way to say it. I'm trying to, you know, stay up on my Spanish, y'all. Yeah. So, hey, check that out. Definitely check that out. Um, You're probably wondering about, you know, 
maybe places that you know since we're talking about lake street probably wondering if places like midtown global market is going to be open or opening because you know a lot of businesses because of the what occurred with george floyd and the civil unrest that we were uh, that we experienced um in the past few months uh, a lot of businesses closed because just you know yeah a lot of businesses closed but again i, I want to keep it light at the moment but Midtown Global Market is reopening. That's today, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if you're not familiar with Midtown Global Market, I mean, literally, you it is you could have almost any type of food that you want by going to Midtown Global Market. It is like around the world in, <laughs> in 80 days or something because you, you have just a wide variety of tastes. Uh, as well as other shopping that you could do. Midtown Global Market is located at 920 East Lake Street. Uh, that's in Minneapolis. Um, so they were closed, you know, temporarily. But now they are back open. Um, you have, uh, they're going to have entertainment, prize drawings. It really is a family-friendly friend, atmosphere. It is free. Um and again, they're celebrating basically a grand opening of Midtown Global Market, uh, and it's free to anyone in the community. Um, they also have, I guess, a, a program that they're doing right now, which is a passport to food and fun. Um, so you are able to literally, through through your palates, using your palate, travel the globe by visiting more than 30 restaurants, grocery stores, retailers, and services um, that are representing 16 countries or origins. Uh, and, you know, throughout the day, they're going to have a wide variety of different specials. So, you know, the city of Minneapolis is actually encouraging everyone, and not just Minneapolis. I mean, if you're over here in St. Paul and you are visiting over in that area or you just want to find have something to do, why not do that? I mean, of course, of course, uh, you know, they are encouraging that attendees, if you are going, uh, you know, please remember to uh, wear your masks and be respectful and do the social distancing and take all all the measures possible for social distancing. Um, yeah, that I mean, these could these comments and I don't know if it's my mind, but I can seriously go off into another brief tangent. And I won't about um masks and the mandates and you know people not respecting those but anyway i'm i'm just saying i'm just saying <laughs> that you know hey if you have a viewpoint on that i'd love to hear that as well so please keep that in mind uh the phone lines are readily available for you to call in so you could do that feel free um so yeah keep that in mind for something to do today um that's already two places that we talked about that you can actually enjoy and know that, hey, um, there's a grand opening. Um, it's a market uh, is one. You know, Abis Pupuseria is a pupa, pupusaria, I think 
is what it is. I'm telling you, it's pupusaria. I could, I could be wrong about pupusaria as well. Anyway. <sighs> it's always interesting to find new ingredients or things to use. And y'all know that I talked about Aldi and there's a uh, there's a bourbon Berman's uh, barbecue sauce at Aldi. And apparently it's you know specifically for Aldi um, created just for Aldi Kansas City style. Yeah, I'm still on that kick. I'm not even going to lie. I bought three bottles probably about a month ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's just I enjoy it. I hope somebody else feels the same way too i think my nephew did too but anyway i'm I'm transitioning because there is a i guess his name is chef sean uh he is here in or there's a business available in uh west st paul that you could actually pick up he has chef sean's southern barbecue sauce and I don't know if I really have to go off and and see these different type of taste these different type of barbecue sauces because I'm just going to say y'all black folks make barbecue sauce a little bit differently than their counterparts (laughs) um you know based on seasonings um based on region you know, we talked, I talked about that, you know, when my nephew was here with me, we talked about that, you know, different regions, uh, they have, whether it be sweetness or more spice, more smokiness, you know, there's Kansas City, there's Texas, there's uh, St. Louis, it, the list goes on and on, and so many different types as well, but I just want to kind of give a shout out to Chef uh, Sean's Southern Barbecue Sauce, so if you're interested um, and this food that um, that he's showing on his his page. Um, so if you go to, uh, I think if you just look for a Chef Sean, yeah, you should be able to locate it. But it's a barbecue sauce, and you can purchase it at sixteen ninety Robert Street. Uh, that's West St. Paul. Uh, and you, if you go on that page, you'll see the different. There is, of course, a, a price for these items. There's barbecue sauce. There's barbecue rub. There's a barbecue all-purpose seasoning uh, and a, a spicy rub. Um, all of them for a, a, a fee. So, you, again, you would have to visit uh, the website if you would, or not the website, but it's a Facebook page. So you can certainly go there and look for Chef Sean. Uh, these pictures, though, I'm like. Looking at these uh, uh, short ribs and tastiness that they're displaying, yum! I'm, that's all I'm gonna say. It, it looks delicious, and apparently there are different because there's a hot sauce, there's a barbecue sauce, and then there's a barbecued mustard. That one seems kind of interesting, so I don't know about that one. Not gonna lie, I don't know, but hey, just saying. There, I'm trying to talk about new or grand openings and things that are really great for, you know, our our community. 
there is um, a grand opening, and I guess they want to call it. This was this happened a few weeks ago. So the grand opening, not even a few weeks ago, it happened last week. Let me just put it that way. But um, circumstances beyond my control, I wasn't able to share that with you. Uh, but it's called Bebe's uh, East Side Eatery. It is located at 1087 Arcade in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, it wings it, Americana. Uh, type of food but wings burgers uh, it looks like a Chicago style hot dog with fries it's a, a number of different uh, items on there so you really I haven't I have not personally gone to the website or to the restaurant itself um, yeah it's they are located again at 1087 Arcade in St. Paul that, why does that name sound? I mean, that address seems so very familiar, and I'll probably figure out in in a minute. But yeah, Babe, I, I love the name though, Babe's Eastside Eatery, and I guess they're being encouraging because they want to try to build up a Black Wall Street, and uh, that's not any type of knock on uh, on that movement. Um, it, why not um, support black businesses at this point, at this time? Um, and not just at this time, but support your local black businesses. Support those that are in the community, you know, that are for you, that look like you. Um, that's not to say that you can't support others, but, you know, really support those that are, you know, I don't want to just say brothers and sisters because, you know, that really doesn't sound like me. <laughs> but, you know, those that are, you know, your neighbor, those that are in your neighborhood, I just could say that the ones that look like look like you. Ones that you feel an affinity towards, ones that you know that you see them coming up, they're trying to do something good in the community. Why not support them, you know? Uh, when it comes to food, and, and I know that, you know, I just said the whole thing about, you know, some people on a budget or whatever. You have to do that in your own time. That's not to say that you have to constantly purchase food uh, and break yourself, uh, but you can support them, you know, whether it be giving, well, definitely go in there every now and then if you would, but giving them a shout out. Uh, make a make a recommendation. Make a recommendation. Um, tell other friends about it. it's like, gosh, this food was really good. Or why don't we, you know, do something different and go to this restaurant that we've never gone to? Stuff like that. That's what I'm talking about. I think I just find it really interesting, and I I just thought, you know, hey hey, here is a new eatery on the east side, which. You know, it's going to actually give me a really great opportunity to either drive by and see it. Um, and I didn't last week, but this week, it's a beautiful day out. 1087 Arcade, St. Paul. That's right up the street. So I don't have any reason not to stop by in there and maybe, pick up, maybe even pick up a menu. <laughs> but yeah, they had a grand opening last week, 7-11, uh, 2020. 
Uh, they are open. I don't know when they're really the hours that they're open. Aside from the the grand opening was from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. So um, I could probably find that out for you and then uh, either post it on uh, Facebook or mention it for next week. But certainly a new little place to a little eatery to go to um, serving some Americana food. There's another. It looks like it looks like steak. But with, you know, all the accoutrements that go along with it, it looks good. All of the little on the fire looks good, but you got to go check it out. Okay, it's going to be hot today, so. Make sure that you protect yourself, wear sunscreen, but why not have something delicious <laughs> to go along with that? Uh, if you've never had it before, Minnesota, oh, I'm going to, Minnesota Shave Ice. <laughs> I was going to say Minnesota. Minnesota Shave Ice. They're going to be at Maplewood Mall. That's today and tomorrow. Uh, today, they're going to be there from 11 a.m. Uh, and actually both days, 11 a.m. Uh, to 6 p.m., both Saturday and Sunday. So uh, you have some time. Uh, it's about a halfway uh, before they open. <laughs> but they're located, the, uh, the Maplewood Mall is located at 3001 White Bear Avenue in Maplewood. Again, uh, Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Oh, uh, correction. Clearly, they have that a little bit different. But it says Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sunday, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. So, um, yeah, there's something, you know, cool to do for you to do, you know, and to stay cool. That's the important part. I stay cool. So, talked about those few things. And again, if you have some place that you'd like to mention, uh, I really would love for you to give us a call and, and share that with us. Um, there are new places that are opening. Um, and maybe we'll find out what some of those are in the upcoming weeks because they're not open yet, but they're kind of like slowly building up to being open. Um, definitely patios are, are open all over the place. Um, yeah, why not check them out? Why not check them out? I came, you know, it's funny. I came across an article, came across an article. I was just, again, doing research. And, uh, in the past I have always referenced or not always, but I've referenced, um, I guess an article or what would you call it? It's online, but it's Shop Black, uh, and they call themselves your trusted source for all things Black-owned globally. Um, so Shop Black is um, s h o p p e b l a c k dot u s, um, and again, uh, trusted source for all things Black-owned globally. So for this, this was I. I somehow missed this, you know, I don't know, last year, I don't know. Um, but they had a number of places where <laughs> black owned businesses that likely serve better fried chicken than Popeye's. <laughs> uh, 
yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's and as much as people love Popeyes, I, I, you know, when you have that feeling for chicken or or something, especially if it's in your neighborhood, yeah, it's right there, fine. But if you probably want to kind of like elevate, have that fried chicken that's elevated. There are places across the United States that you could actually go to. And one of them is our very own Soul Bowl. And Soul Bowl, they are located in the Gray's Provision um, uh, area. Uh, I think that's the North Loop, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, right, it's across, uh, I won't say across the way from Target Field, but... Uh, Grace provisions and libations, uh, along with so many other, a few other businesses that are there as well. Uh, they, yeah, they are located in in uh, that area, and I'm just getting the address for you. Do do do. Oh. Anyway, uh, I'll get that for you in just a second. But um, Soul Bowl, so Gerard Class has been doing this wonder, you know, this wonderful chicken for the longest time. Um, and I don't know who that. I don't know if it's to say that he's changed his recipe or changed how he does it. But you know, still, it is a it's great chicken. Uh, and I've, I do believe, and I'm not any connoisseur on chicken, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's good chicken. Um, it's a, a, I think a few steps above Popeyes. You know, there are other places. You know, Shop Black refers to another. You know, a few other places too, but I. You know, there's a place called Yo Mama's in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Another place called uh, Jacob's Restaurant in Harlem. But, you know, our locally owned um, uh, Gerard Class, uh, yeah, has got really got something. There's a whole bunch of other places, too. I mean, Philly, New Jersey, uh Someone, so I remember someone mentioning something about uh, Nana's uh, Chicken and Waffles in Connors, Georgia. Um, gosh, what is that? Uh, uh, I think it's Kuzo's uh, Chicken and Waffles. That's in D- Detroit. So, yeah, if you really want to find out who the list is, and that's across the nation, too. So it's not just, but I want to concentrate specifically on our 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 hometown hero chicken hero or just soul uh food provider uh one of our soul food soul food providers in the twin cities that's gerard class uh at soul bowl so you know shout out to him again there are many others um that so he's in great company or yeah i just i love I love how all the the different lists and so forth that that they have. Yeah, that's crazy. I remember 
okay, transit, well, transitioning a little, because I remember someone asked the question, you know, is there a black owned seasoning and, you know, business that does spices and, and, it's hard to find the right one. <laughs> and there are. You just have to look in the right places. So shop again, another reference with shop uh black. There are a number of of them and there's chili oils. There's you know we talked already you know we talked about uh, barbecue sauce with uh, Chef Sean. But you know there are pepper sauces, there are uh creole seasonings. Uh, such a wide variety and so really it's it's out there you just have to actually kind of look for it and referencing you know using reference points such as shop black to find them now of course you can actually try to look in your local area as well because you know you want to support your local businesses but yeah uh cajun nation seasoning um, they it, just like what it sounds, Cajun. Um, uh, it's Cajun seasoning, <laughs> and I am trying to find this. There's the store locations. That's what I was trying to find. I just happened to come across it, and I came. It came to mind because someone asked about it before. So there is not. It's available on Amazon. Um, let's see. Well, across the across the nation, <laughs> uh, but a lot is you could definitely find it uh, on Amazon. But you'll find it specifically in Louisiana. Uh, it's in New York, uh, Tech, and Texas. So those are those are like the main places. But if you're nowhere near those. <laughs> You could definitely go on Amazon and they sell it through Amazon as well. So don't feel left out. You could go to online and find it. I, I've, I've always referred to Shop Black, you know, uh, when I've looked for, you know, things to reference. You know, I remember I talked about chocolate and they had like a whole article about uh, black owned chocolatiers or uh, black owned chocolatier creators. I just, I, I enjoy um, coming here and and sharing information from off of here. There are still other areas that I do research on, but you know, there's this one that just it captures your attention so much with so many. <laughs> I am not going to say that barbecue sauce, um, but it captures your attention with so many different types of food items. Uh, yeah, this is so cool. Uh, I, I'm talking about Shop Black again, but I recently uh, shared on my Facebook page on the Unbuji Foodie about a 12 year 12 year old uh, vegan, um, 12 year old vegan chef, Omari McQueen. He's actually about to release his first book, his first cookbook, and I just thought this was really cool. I mean, I really would love to talk to a parent. Uh, of someone like this young man uh, and find out, you know, 
how how did he get into that? I mean, I, I know, of course, it was his parents, but you know, the article goes on to talk about how it was uh, he went vegan at the age of seven, uh, and there was a mini documentary that he created with his own vegan brand, uh, Dipalicious. <laughs> Love it. Um, at eight years old, eight. He started a YouTube channel, so of course he had some type of help, but he filmed himself making a vegan um, pizza uh, with a Caribbean kick dip, is what he called it. Uh, he did a dipalicious pop-up restaurant in uh, what the in the United Kingdom, and he served a variety of vegan Caribbean-inspired uh, 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 foods. But in January 2021, he is actually going to be coming out with his book, Omari McQueen's Best Bites Cookbook. Um, And it's going to feature 30 easy-to-make plant-based recipes crafted by the young chef. Uh, This is is really exciting. And I I think that was the reason, too, why I, I shared it. Because I just... It's exciting to talk about or to see kids doing things... One that, you know, feeds their passion, no pun intended. But yeah, I just, gosh, it's really fun, really enjoyable. So I'm not telling you what to do. I think I, I, I'm interested in buying this little book. Yes, to support him, yes, but also I want to find out, you know, Coming from a kid standpoint, you got to know that coming from a kid, if it's if the kid is going to like it, because kids are very picky, particular. Um, yeah, if kids are going to like it, then the adults should as well. You know, hopefully there there will be these different type of dishes that are really going to speak to speak to me please if if especially if it's saying that it's caribbean you know caribbean fair or caribbean inspired fair yeah um so i'm just kind of waiting for that and as well as you know happy to share it on my page uh, yeah if only to be i would want to go back to being 12 <laughs> cuz then i'd have so much to to live through again, but to be that creative and to know what you want to do. Um, yeah. Dang. <laughs> I'm glad that he's uh, getting support from his parents and from others. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. So yeah, check that out again. That's coming January, 2021. Omari McQueen's best bites cookbook. 12 years old, a vegan chef. I love it. I love it. Okay, so there is... We're going to be a little bit... And it's a recent article um, that I... And it's far away, but I... Not far away, but it's, what, in Michigan? Detroit Free Press talked about... uh, this subject or this topic, but 
It says 785 Michigan restaurants got $150,000 or more in federal loans. And only one was listed as a black-owned restaurant. I am no... So that whole paycheck protection, the PPP loans... Um, yeah, based on you know the free press analysis of government data, that's of course they're keeping a track of who is actually getting these funds. Only one was actually listed as a black-owned restaurant or a black-owned business. It, that that means that what. 75% of stimulus package programs that were approved to get those loan dollars went to folks that were not African American or black. Um, I, I, I am not saying that I don't feel qualified to speak on the subject. I'm not in the restaurant industry in that sense of being like, okay, I'm a restauranteer, a restaurateur. Um, I know all the politics and behind the scenes, you know, as a person that's on the outside, um, but still concerned about, you know, his community um, and interested in, you know, seeing black owned businesses also get a fair shake or, you know, some type of equal treatment this is disheartening. It really is. And, you know, that's when you're in social media, there are certain words and things that you kind of like are encouraged not to say or not to use, but there's no way to turn away from this and try to nice it up. Um, No way. It's disheartening. It's sad. I mean, there are a lot of minority owned businesses that are out there and you know, oftentimes the you know black communities or black business owners that are hit the hardest, um, and the percentage of, I guess, opportunity to get loans such as this go to individuals or to restaurants that I won't say don't need it, but. They'll, they'll, they, they can make it. You know, I, I don't know if it's that. Is that fair to say? Is that fair to say? Some of the comments that were in the the article, you know, I believe one person, I think it was a, a owner. Um, uh, his name is Mike Ransom. He works in a Japanese noodle shop. Um. He's the owner, actually. Uh, And he was saying that, you know, I sometimes don't answer uh, these things. In this instance, I choose to be uh, I choose to because I feel like that that be that might be something that would be um, give me a better chance um, because I know that Detroit was hit really hard. And there's a lot of minority owned businesses here and black black population. Uh, the black population was some of the hardest hit as well. Um, so I feel like it's important information to know for people or to let people know uh, who is behind these businesses. Um, but also 
it doesn't surprise me, surprise him that you know in this case he was the only one uh it goes on to talk about how you know hispanic owned native owned um all of these you know businesses and so forth you know m- many of them you know they were left basically with no type of support and there's much more in the you know, just political stuff and more financials but it said specifically that out of more than 3000 uh, Michigan restaurants uh, the PPP recipients who received less than $150,000, 15 uh, were identified as black-owned businesses, uh, while 495 self-identified as white-owned. And that equ- equated to 2.3% uh, and 77% respectively of those that actually reported their race. Um, do you think possibly that it maybe people didn't want to actually identify or they did identify. And again, there is that whole unbalancing or unbalanced um, support where these folks are not getting the support that they need. Not playing devil's advocate in that, but I was just thinking maybe some folks feel that they didn't have to, uh, or they didn't want to go off and I don't know, put themselves out there uh, or wondering if it really mattered. They wanted to do it based on their merit. I, I don't know. But it's if a restaurateur felt that way and they feel that You know, it's important for them not to put that and they want to just do it on their merit and they still don't get it. I don't know. What what does that say? What does that say? Further in the article, it mentions that race often frames loan experience. But we've seen that, you know, when it comes down to any, whether it be housing, banking, uh, or even businesses. And that's where, again, you know, who champions for those that are in the African-American community or those that are in communities that are disenfranchised, uh, you know, from these, you know, from getting these opportunities of housing, banking and business and so forth. And uh, people of color, um, black, indigenous people of color. Or those that are marginalized um, in society, not thought of as as much, or not as important, their business is not as important. <sighs> yeah, who actually makes that determination? You know, because here we we could clamor so much about certain like certain restaurants even within the twin cities right now you know very affluent you know because they're they're michelin star or they're james beard foundation award winners it you hear one closing or two closing you're like oh no i mean yes okay i feel some uh, some type of way because certain you know restaurants are closing but 
what about those that are in communities where sometimes people that don't have the money to go to the serious James Beard Foundation, Michelin stars, uh, restaurants, they're trying to support uh, businesses within their community that are black owned, that are in within the community, that are within their price range to actually go out to eat. Um, what happens? How do we feel about those when they are closing because of, hello, in this situation, COVID-19, um, because of not getting the support, you know, because folks either can't work or they've had to cut down uh, on their staff, whatever the case is. Um, I don't know. It's this is not like a, a slap on the hand or there are so many other um, points that they make in the article. But again, it's a it's an article by the uh, Detroit Free Press and it talks uh, again. It's. It's with the heading of 785 Michigan restaurants got $150,000 or more in federal loans, and only one was listed as a black-owned uh, business. Um, it was a recent article, so it's not one that was like a couple of years ago or a couple of months ago. This was July 16th, so it caught my attention. I just kind of like wanted to share that. Um, yeah, I thought it was really interesting, and maybe just a talking point, maybe that you, you know, you want to share, you want to discuss amongst your your friends sometimes even your families because you know sometimes a family business is what is out there and because they're taking care of family or they're because of the, they're watching their health and they can't have everyone from out of the family you know down and out you know they've had to either close or not really getting the support that they need and not much business is coming in how are they you know people are still expecting their rent to be paid or um they're they're you know they're renting out a space and that landlord or business is saying hey you know i we know this is hard times and we're giving you a pass maybe a month maybe two months but yeah we need to get caught back up what then how do you do it what do you do Things to just to talk about, to, I don't know, con- converse with. Ah, or what, what, yeah, how do you make it work? How do you make it work? Yeah, I'm not really wanting to end on such a sad note. It was one of the things that I thought was really poignant to actually mention. And, you know, again, a talking point that maybe you, if you have food friends, they might have something that they want to share with you, their viewpoints. Uh, It's always interesting to find out from uh, the food folks that are, that really know, that are really experiencing it. And yes, I'm talking about Michigan, but that could, you could wonder what is it like here in Minneapolis or in the state of, you know, Minnesota, and have those conversations find out because you might be surprised um not everybody's take getting an opportunity to take advantage of those ppps uh so i don't know be mindful of who of who you are clamoring your your sadness over because 
they'll turn around those ones that you're oh my goodness you know this person's closing or that person i'm not going to use names but you know very popular ones that are not (laughs) african-american um they'll close and say hey we're permanently closing and sometimes it's abrupt or whatnot and then they pop up someplace else here's a new concept you know because they've gotten the support and the the funding or whatever the case is but then the african-american or you know a bipoc uh you know business owner they are struggling it was hard for them to go off and close it was hard for them to you know let people go um and they can't reopen I mean, if they are fortunate enough uh, and come up with a different business plan, maybe they'll open up something that is uh, a mobile food business or maybe start to collaborate with others. I mean, but see, why is it that they have to do now all these extra special stuff? Anyway, that's a lot to talk about. (laughs) There's so much more that can be mentioned in regards to that. But who am I? I want to hear from uh, you know some of these folks out here in the community and see how they feel. So if you're that person and everything and you're willing to have that type of conversation, you know, hey, we are inviting people back into at on air uh, at the radio station. So even if you have friends that want to have those type of conversations, throw them my way, <laughs> steer them in my direction because I am more than happy to have that conversation you know, just let them know that we're here every week, every Saturday at 10 a.m. right on WEQY 104.7 FM. The voice of the east side. We are here for the community. I am so excited to be back and looking forward for the opportunity to further, uh, you know, have these conversations with you all. So until next time, people. I'd like to end this show and remind you, please stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Wear those masks. You want to protect yourselves and protect others. Just remember to social distance as well. Uh, Take care. And as always, never forget who you are as a foodie. (laughs) Until next time. Peace. Je fous